Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. I'll be reading today for three days of my Zohar reading, days 711 through 713. Um, I haven't had a lot of time, been very busy, so uh, this is the first chance I've had to get to the Zohar. Um, uh, this corresponds to pages 144a to one through 145a, so 144a, 144b, and 145a. Uh, and I'm just going to read it in English. And hopefully, uh, very soon, I'll get back to the Aramaic. This corresponds also to page 314 of the Pritzker edition, Zohar, volume 5, translated by Professor Daniel Matt. Uh, I'm just going to start right at the top of that page. The day that this song was revealed was the same day that Shekhinah descended to earth, as is written, the priests could not stand and minister. Why? For the glory of Yudhe filled the house of Yudhe 1 Kings 8.11. On that very day, this praise was revealed, and by the Holy Spirit, Solomon uttered the praise of this song, which is totality of the whole Torah, totality of the whole work of creation, totality of mystery of the patriarchs, totality of the exile in Egypt. And when Israel went out of Egypt, and the praise of the sea, uh, the praise at the sea, totality of the Ten Commandments, and standing at Mount Sinai, and Israel's wandering in the desert until they entered the Holy Land and the Temple was built, totality of crowning the supernal holy name in love and joy, totality of Israel's exile among the nations and their redemption, totality of revival of the dead, until the day that is Sabbath to you. Leviticus 25.2 Whatever was, whatever is, and whatever will eventually be after the seventh day, when it, was, when it will be Sabbath to Yudhevavhe, is all in Song of Songs. Footnote number 350 This same day the temple was completed and Shrinad descended to dwell on earth. Her presence pervaded the temple so intensely that the priests could not remain there. Song of Songs encompasses the entire Torah. Many of its verses are interpreted allegorically as referring to major biblical events and key moments in the history of Israel. On the connection between Song of Songs and the work of creation, see above at note 28, in Rabbi Akiva's statement in Mishnah Yadayim 3.5, the whole world is not worth the day on which Song of Songs was given to Israel. Back to the text. Therefore we have learned whoever recites a verse from Song of Songs in a banquet hall, Torah girds herself in a sackcloth, ascends toward the Blessed Holy One and says to him, your children have made a joke in the banquet hall. Really, Torah ascends and says this, because one should cherish every single word of Song of Songs, lifting it as a crown upon his head. Footnote 351, Sanhedrin 101a, quote, one who recites a verse of Song of Songs and treats it as a secular song, and one who recites, recites a verse in a banquet hall not at its proper time brings evil upon the world. For Torah girds herself in sackcloth and stands before the Blessed Holy One, saying before him, Master of the universe, your children have made me like a harp played by the frivolous. Um, okay, back to the text. Now you might ask, why is it among the writings? Certainly so, for it is a song of praise with which assembly of Israel crowns herself above. Therefore no praise in the world ascends in favor to the Blessed Holy One, as does this praise. We have learned as follows, Shir, song of, one, Hashirim, songs, two, 
totaling three. This is the mystery of cup of blessing. This is the mystery of cup of blessing being placed and held between right and left, all arousing the king who possesses peace. Thereby rapture ascends in mystery of Ein Sof higher and higher. Here is the holy chariot, for the patriarchs constitute the chariot. King David joins them, and they are four. Mystery of the holy supernal chariot. Thus, four words in this first verse. Mystery of the complete chariot. Further, this mystery, sheer song of, mystery of King David, mystery of ascending in song, Hashirim songs, the patriarchs, mystery of empowered princes, the chariot fittingly complete, Asherli Shlomo, which is Solomon's mystery of the one who rides upon this complete chariot. In this verse appears fullness of the mystery, Min Ha'olam Ve'ad Ha'olam, from world to world, Psalm 106.48. Mystery of all faith, all is a complete chariot for the one who is unknown and unknowable, whom none can endure to know. Therefore this verse was uttered in four worlds, mystery of the chariot complete on all sides. From here further a mystery transmitted to the wise. Song, within this lies an inner mystery, for we have learned. One who sees grapes in a dream, if white they are good omen, if black in season, good if not in season, mercy is needed. Now what difference does it make whether they are white or black? What difference does it make whether they are in season or not? Further, we have learned if he ate those black ones, he can be assured that he is destined for the world that is coming. Well, we have learned the tree with which Adam sinned was of grapes, as is written, their grapes are grapes of poison, Deuteronomy thirty-two, thirty-two, and these are black grapes. For there are grapes, and then there are grapes. White grapes are good, since they derive from the side of life. Black grapes require mercy, since they derive from the side of death. In season, good. Why? Because when white ones dominate, all is sweetened, since at that time all is required for perfection, and all is fine, all forming a unified array, black and white. But when white ones are not dominant and black ones appear, this indicates that he has been arraigned in judgment of death and is in need of mercy, for he has seen the tree with which Adam sinned and brought death upon himself and upon the whole world. Here one should contemplate, and if the master were not here, I would not speak. We have learned that this world is patterned on the world above, and as the world above everything existing in this world, so it is above. If the servant brought death upon Adam below, what about above? Now we're on page 144b. We might say upon the woman that through the serpent light diminished for the light of the moon diminishes at times and at that time she dies. But then what about the male? And we might say that the moon dies due to the advice of this serpent by the diminishment of light, but we have learned that it was not because of the serpent, rather the moon said before the Blessed Holy One, so it was not due to the serpent. And if you say that this applies to her husband, heaven forbid any diminution above. Footnote 359, if everything in this world is patterned on the upper world, does that mean that that the demonic serpent brought death above as well? We might say that Shekhinah, the divine woman corresponding to Eve, lost some of her light due to the serpent. She is symbolized by the moon, which wanes at times, and such waning can be described as death. But what about Tiferet, the divine male who corresponds to Adam? 
Furthermore, how can we say that the moon, symbolizing Shekhinah, dies as a result of the serpent's advice or incitement on the sixth day of creation? According to rabbinic tradition, her light is diminished for a different reason on the fourth day. See Hulin 60b, quote, Rabbi Shimon, son of Pazi, join, uh, pointed out a contradiction. It is written, God made the two great lights, Genesis 1.16, and it is written in the same verse, the greater light and the lesser light. The moon said before the Blessed Holy One, Master of the Universe, can two kings possibly wear one crown? In other words, how can both of us be great? He answered, go and diminish yourself. In any case, heaven forbid that Shekhinah's husband Tiferet suffered any diminution. The master referred to by Rabbi Yossi is Rabbi Shimon on the liberating effects of his presence. See Zohar Part 286b, Part 379a, and 105b. Back to the text. However, all this constitutes secrets of Torah, and the serpent established diminution in all. Come and see, so we have learned everything that the Blessed Holy One made above and below is all in the mystery of male and female. There are numerous rungs differing from one another, and from rung to rung, mystery of Adam, human. Those rungs that are of one kind, the Blessed Holy One has formed into an image of one body, attaining the mystery of Adam. We have learned on the second day of creation, hell was created, and one body was formed in the mystery of Adam. Those limbs are officers who approach the fire and die, and return as before. This is because they approached the serpent. That is Adam, who seduced in the abode of the serpent, and so he died. The serpent brought death upon him since he approached. Everywhere, Adam is male and female, but Adam, who is supernal and holy, rules over all. He provides food and life to all. Nevertheless, this mighty serpent withheld light from all. When he defiles the dwelling, the female of that Adam, as we have mentioned, dies, and the male dies, and they ascend as before. Thus all corresponds to the pattern above. If he ate those grapes, he can be assured that he is destined for the world that is coming, because he has overwhelmed and destroyed that side, eliminated and crushing it, as is said. It devoured and crushed, Daniel 7.7, 7, since he has eliminated... That hard shell, he approaches the world that is coming, and no one can hinder him. Consequently, in his dream, he sees himself eating and crushing those black grapes. Similarly, there was no song in the house of David until those black grapes were eliminated and he dominated them. Then Song of Songs was uttered, as has been said. Even in this place, they are called grapes, as is said. Like grapes in the desert, I found Israel, Hosea 9.10, and these are white grapes. This song transcends all songs of the predecessors, all songs uttered by the predecessors of only among songs uttered by supernal angels. Although this has already been established, still it is written a song of ascents to David. Psalm 122, 1. This mystery has been mentioned, but a song of Hama'alot ascends, a song uttered by supernal angels who are Ma'alot, levels and rungs, uttered to whom? To David, seeking food and nourishment from him. Further, a song of Hama'alot ascends, as is said upon Alamot, a song Psalm 46.1, Therefore, Alamot, maidens love you. Song of Songs 1.3, Le David, for David, for supernal king David, who constantly 
praises the supernal king. As soon as King Solomon appeared, he uttered a song high above, uttered by sublime nobles of the world to the supernal king who possesses all peace. All who uttered song ascended in that song only to chant the song uttered by supernal angels, except for King Solomon, who ascended in that song to what is uttered by supernal nobles, pillars of the world. All inhabitants of the world in lower chariots, King Solomon in upper chariots. Now you might say Moses, who ascended to the rung of prophecy and love of the Blessed Holy One beyond all inhabitants of the world, was the song that he uttered in lower chariots, ascending no higher. Come and see. The song uttered by Moses ascended above and not below. But he did not utter song like King Solomon, and no human has ever ascended in song like Solomon. Moses ascended by his praise above, a praise extolling and thanking the supernal king who had saved Israel and performed miracles and mighty deeds in Egypt and at the sea. But King David and his son Solomon uttered song in a different manner. David endeavored endeavored to array the maidens. By the way, now on page 145a, David endeavored to array the maidens and adorn them along with Matronita so that she and her maidens would appear in beauty. Therefore, he engaged in those songs and praises for them, arraying and adorning all those maidens and Matronita. As soon as Solomon appeared, he found Matronita adorned and her maidens beautiful. He endeavored to bring her to the groom and brought the groom to the canopy along with Matronita and conveyed words of love between them to join them as one so that both would abide in one perfection and perfect love. Thus Solomon attained praise, ascending all, transcending all inhabitants of the world. Moses wedded Matronita to this world below, to be in this world in complete coupling with those below. Solomon wedded Matronita in complete coupling above. He conducted the groom to the canopy first and then brought them both into this world, inviting them joyously into the temple that he built. Now you might say, how could Moses bring Matronita alone into this world? This seems like separation. Come and see, the Blessed Holy One wedded her to Moses first, and she became the bride of Moses, as has been said. As soon as she joined with Moses, she descended to this world in a coupling of this world, and was established in this world as never before, and she never suffered separation. But there has never been anyone in the world since the day that Adam was born who could convey love and affection and conjugal words above except King Solomon, who first arranged coupling above and then invited them as one into the house that he had prepared for them. Happy are David and Solomon, his son, who arranged coupling above. Since the day that the Blessed Holy One told the moon, Go diminish yourself, she has never joined the sun in complete coupling, except when King Solomon appeared. Shir Shirim, Song of Songs. Here are five rungs to cling to the world that is coming. Shir, Song of One. Hashirim, Songs, Two, making three. Asher, which is four. Lishlomo, Solomon's five. This is in the fifth. For the fiftieth day is mystery of jubilee. Come and see Solomon could arrange coupling above only because coupling below existed previously. And what is that? Coupling of Moses. For without this coupling, the coupling above could not have been arranged. All is in supernal mystery for the wise of heart. It is written, he spoke three thousand mashal proverbs and his song was a thousand and five 
King, 1 Kings 5.12. This verse has been established by the companions, but he spoke 3,000 proverbs. Surely every single word that he uttered contained 3,000 proverbs. For example, the book of Ecclesiastes, which abides in supernal mystery and is written in the form of mashal, an allegory, for it contains no verse without sublime wisdom, allegorically even its smallest verse. For when Rav Hamnun Asava the first reached this verse, Rejoice, young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in your youthful days. Ecclesiastes 11.9 He would weep and say, Surely, this verse is fitting and is meant allegorically. Who can expound this allegory? If it bears some simple interpretation, then it contains only what we see with our eyes. And if it is wisdom, who can comprehend it? Immediately he went on to say, it is written, these are the generations of Jacob, Joseph, 17 years old. Genesis 37.2, this verse from Ecclesiastes is an allegory on the wisdom of this verse from the Torah. One is an allegory of the other. Rejoice, young men, in your youth. And he was a lad, Genesis 37.2. And let your heart cheer you, was tending the flock with his brothers, Genesis 37.2. In your youthful days with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, Genesis 37.2. And know that for all these, Ecclesiastes 11.9, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father, Genesis 37.2. God will bring you to judgment, Ecclesiastes 11.9. These are the generations of Jacob, Joseph, Genesis 37.2. Joseph is included in Jacob, mysteries of secrets of Torah. Who can comprehend them? That's it for the reading for these three days. Of 711 through 713, pages 144a to 145 through 145a. Hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to come back to the Aramaic. Take care.